Today I talked to Connor Steen with Unique Movers. He's actually the owner of Unique Movers, which he started in 2015. He has a lot of great stories on today's episode of Quitting Time. It's Quitting Time. Quitting Time highlights people who make things happen. And today we have one of those people, I think the youngest guest that I've had on so far. And it's Connor Steen with Unique Movers. I've been excited for this episode, so it's exciting to have you on. And we have Nicole here as well, who is joining you for moral support, I believe. You could say that. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. Well, welcome to the podcast, Connor. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. The first question I like to ask people is, do you have a role model? I do. I can't really pinpoint one person, but I have multiple family members outside of that, mentors, um, friends, family. I don't really have one specific one, people that I've looked up to, but my mentors have been a big part of somebody that I look up to, what they've done, how they've done it, kind of stuff like that. Like, you know, for example, if we're talking big, somebody that I would look up to, you know, you got like the Gary V. I'm a huge listener. Joe Rogan. I, I listen to his stuff Sweet. a lot. Okay. So, you know, people like that, if you're speaking on that type of level, but I don't really have one specific person that I look up to. No, not really. Mm-hmm. So what so. do you kind of look up to in those guys? You know, I just, I kind of base it off of their success. I look at what they've done, what they're doing, how they're doing it, and just how humble they are. You know, everybody has their own critiquing about how people do things and, and how they look at people, whether it's materialistic or whether it's what they're saying. Everybody kind of has their own following. What I look up to them is just kind of how they portray everything. You know, they treat everybody with re- the same respect as you know, being the janitor or the president. And I, I, I humble that. So that's kind of what I've caught on to them, you know, and just theoretically all what they've done. Um, so that's huge for me. Mm-hmm. So what's kind of your like main motivator then in your business? Because not a lot of people can commit to that and put the work and, and effort into that. So what motivates you? In sure. That? So, you know, my motivation kind of just comes from my upbringing. Um, I didn't have the best childhood. You know, I was dealt with like a lot of love, but you know, we had some riffraff in the family growing up, just bouncing around. My parents were divorced. Um, my mother, who I love dearly, but, you know, she had gotten into some hardships and stuff like that. So I'm the oldest of three brothers. So my motivation is just kind of how I grew up and seeing that and never wanting to go back to that mm-hmm. and just having a vision. You know, I was never the best test taker. You know, I was, I never took notes. I was always that kid. Oh yeah, I remember that. I'll do it. And then it comes test time and I'm just sliding by. You know, the only time I really got good grades is when I needed to play sports. Cause if you didn't have good grades, you couldn't play sports. So that motivated me. But then other, other than that, I wasn't a huge fan of going to college. The motivation just became more or less a hustle and just not wanting to ever have to go back to my childhood or live the way I did in my childhood. Not saying that it was horrible, but what I'm not saying it was great. The first time I was on a plane, I was 24 years old. And Nicole will tell you, you know, she had traveled before that. And I thought, man, this is awesome. You know, so I got six years now I'm 30 and I got six years earning my belt of flying and I love it. You know, and you got kids flying that are four years old and going to Disney world. So, you know, it all has to do with kind of like my upbringing Mm -hmm. and uh, the struggle and just struggle to make it happen, so to speak. So, and not wanting to slide by in life. Exactly. You know, I kind of did that all throughout high school and I just, I knew that if I had something, no matter what I was going to do, I was going to be good at it and I want to make sure that I was the best at it. Um, I'm, I was very competitive. I think I still am, whether it's dodgeball or water polo. I, I want to be on the winning team, but I feel like losing is very important. 
every day is not a win for me. Every day is game day. You know, there's no more practice um, for what I do. So, yeah, I would say just the upbringing really is my motivation and just being the people around my mentors. You know, you've seen these guys that are successful. It's like, well, I kind of want to, I want that or I want to be like that. So that was huge for me. Cool. You're from Minneapolis? So I was born in Minneapolis, yep, and then I bounced around, spent some time with my grandma and stuff um, in Glencoe, did some schooling there, and then I lived in Northfield with my dad and then bounced around. You know, my mom had went to prison. So then when she got out, my dad was working on the road, so then we came up to central Minnesota. I ended up graduating from a very small school called Holding Ford, and that culture wasn't what I was used to. It was very outskirts, farmish, you know, and I, and I was a small kid, big city type thing, you know, just kind of how I grew up. Um, there was no diversity really, so that was new for me, and I never judged a book by its cover. So I ended up graduating from Holding Ford in 2010, and then I just stuck around the area, and I bounced around. I went to St. Cloud State and St. Cloud Tech for some schooling. I did it for about a year, and I just figured out this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. I knew I was I could make a dime shine, you know, I could turn a penny to a dime, dime to a quarter, and kind of just took that aspect, and then did moving. And then I just, I'm like, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. So, you know, I've done some other things and I have a couple other businesses as well that I've created in the last few years. And, you know, they seem to do pretty well. So graduated from Holding Ford in 2010 and then just stuck around the area. Um, I currently live in Sartell. Nicole and I um, live in Sartell. We have three beautiful little dogs that are kind of a pain, but you know, it, it works out. So what kind uh, of dogs? Um, I have a red nose pit bull. Um, that's my first dog. His name is Makito. I have an English bulldog. His name is Tyson. And uh, we have a two-year-old French bulldog, and his name is Juju. So they're pests, but I love them. We don't have any kids. I think we should have started with fish first um, and <laughs> kind of went that way, but uh, we hopped right into the dog life. So Okay, whose idea was it for the dog life? Was Nicole's, definitely, okay. for sure. So <laughs> I had Makito when we had first met, and then, you know, she wanted another one, and then now she's got her baby Juju, and who knows? We might have llamas or camels coming next. I'm not sure what's on that agenda. Okay, so, yeah, all right. <laughs> might have a petting zoo someday. Exactly. So. <laughs> right, make some money on that. So did you start at, like, a moving company before? Were you working at a moving company? Yeah, so there was a guy out of Holding Ford, and uh, through some mutual friends, I met a guy named Doug Leggett, and he owned a moving company. And, you know, he did a great job. Again, I was that young entrepreneur. No matter what I wanted to do, I wanted to have my own. And we tried to start a second crew, and it just didn't work. So I took kind of what he was doing, and I really studied a lot of other movers around the area and around the United States. And I'm like, you know what? I want to do something totally different. So I offer a lot more services than the competitors, and that's hence why you got the name Unique Movers because we're different, whether it's one item or many items. That's just kind of how we fell into it. And then when did you start Unique Movers? Legally, I started it in 2015, and, and, and it's not like I was running under the radar by any means. But you know, I dabbled into it on on the weekends and some weekdays back in 2013. My best friend Jesse, he had recently passed, but him and I had a vision of starting this and, and just kind of taking off with it. So Brandon Barron was part of it too. He's another one of my really good friends, my best friend, and we just kind of stuck with it. 2015 is like, you know what? I'm going to get serious. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get licensed. I'm going to get bonded. I'm going to get insured. I'm going to do all the right things. So since 2015, we've been established. So we're rolling up on our seven years here. So what is the uh, list of things that you guys do? Because I know it's kind of lengthy. (laughs) Sure, sure. So, you know, the bullet points is the moving delivery and storage. So the moving, you know, that starts with the residential and the commercial, um, whether it's in home, 
outside stuff, and then the commercials like office business suites. With that moving point or that you know that bullet point of moving, you know, there's product setup, product teardown. There's one items, there's hot tubs, there's bulk items, there's pool tables, treadmills, equipment, exercise, stuff like that. You know, so that has its own category. And then the delivery side of it is like hot shot delivery, like um, delivering stuff for the lumber yards or, hey, I need a, a mattress picked up or, hey, I need this picked up from this, you know, vendor or Facebook marketplace. I bought this from this lady. Can you go get this grill or get this? So that's kind of like the delivery side of it. Then the storage side of it is we have cold storage. We do have some climate controlled being built in the works right now, projected to be done around August. We're looking forward to that. So we're going to start offering some climate controlled. Right now we have just cold storage. So again, it's unique movers. Everything is anything under the sun that you physically have to touch. We consider that moving if you have to move it. So, you know, for example, we'll go into people's home and we'll move furniture around the house while they get new carpet or we'll put the stuff in the garage or we'll leave a trailer on site while they get new carpet so the carpet installers don't have to move it around because a lot of carpet installers aren't really moving furniture anymore. That's They lay carpet. They don't move. So, you know, we do stuff like that. So it's a wide variety of things. It's kind of a jack-of-all-trades sort of aspect, but under one one roof. Sure. So. What's your range then? Like, you know, you'll move stuff within their house. You'll move from house to house. Correct. How far can those houses be apart from each other? Well, we recently got licensed to go out of state, so now we're going all over. So, for example, we got a job coming up this weekend going from uh, Ramsey, Minnesota, down to Georgia. And then from Georgia, we're going to head over to Alabama and pick up some stuff for a past customer that we have moved stuff three, four times before, and she's got a couple of houses spread across the U.S. You know, the same weekend, we got a guy going to Reno and then heading down to Arizona and picking up a very expensive Porsche and bringing that back to Minnesota. So, you know, it, it's, again, it's unique. It's We're going all over. So there's not really a set limitation. Before, when we weren't licensed to go out of state, we just stuck within Minnesota. So we'd go up to, you know, as far as Bemidji or Red Lake or, or Lake of the Woods over to, to Duluth and then down to Austin or Owatonna, Rochester, Mankato, we'd go all over the state, right, you know, servicing those areas. So there wasn't really a set, oh, you got to stick within 100 miles. Now it's all the way across. So I'm really excited about that. Um, My guys are really excited. A lot of these guys that I bring on, I train them to be here a long time. Granted, who wants to be a mover, right? It's just moving. But there's more to that. You know, it's more of a family relationship. It's back to what's that motivation. It's I'm treating these guys like family. I'm taking care of them like family. Everybody is family. You know, this is all that I got. Mm-hmm. And I pour my heart and soul out into it. So when they see that, they're like, you know, there's opportunity here. So I got guys that are are able to travel east and west coast down to Florida. And they're like, this is huge. So that's beneficial for them. So now they enjoy it just a little bit more. You know, it's kind of a vacation away from home. Right. But they're being paid. You know, it's not like a truck driver where it's their job every day. You know, they'll go down to where... Say they go down to Florida or Louisiana and, hey, take a day or two off and enjoy it down there. Because that's what I would do. I give them that kind of same layout and and, and they really appreciate that. So. Mm-hmm. so that makes them super excited to head down there, not only because it's warm, but because they can spend some time down there. Exactly. You know, it could be middle of May and we got 90 degree weather in Minnesota and you know how hot, you know how it goes. It it could be snowing the next day. You just don't know. At least down there, we're guaranteed beachfront of some sort. So it gives them an incentive to look forward to. And then, it, you know, they want to spread that unique mover's name because they want that. They'll be running their own crews and kind of do what I do right now. So. Mm-hmm. so how big is your team then? We're at 30 full-time. 
I want to say we're at 30 full-time, I think, overall. You know, we have some weekend help and guys with schooling and stuff. I think we're close close to 40 employees. Wow. And I'm looking to add probably another 15 or 20. Nicole probably doesn't want to hear that. She does our management side of it. But we're looking at about another 15, 20 people. We have recently opened up our second location in Brainerd. Um, so it's huge for us. You know, we we dabble in this Brainerd area a lot already, so I figured why not have a home base there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Soccer Rapids, that central Minnesota area, has already kind of boomed for us, and we've done well. But now it's time to hit the Brainerd market and that Alec market and really spread the unique movers way. So we'll see what Brainerd has to offer us. So you started in 2015. Yep. And you have 40 employees now? Yep. We have seven trucks, 12 trailers, 12, 13 trailers with more on order. With the material being behind, we're, I ordered a trailer about a year and a half ago, not to get off topic, but I still haven't seen it. So I ordered a trailer two years ago, and I just got it last month. Whoa. So, again, these, these trailers that I have, they're custom built. Um, so... They're waiting on certain products and stuff like that, and everything with the inflation, it's been so high. But granted, with those, I was kind of grandfathered in, so it was kind of nice with that price. So Sure. But you ordered one a year and a half ago, and it hasn't arrived? It has not arrived. Nope. Okay. Do you have any idea when it will? or They can't really give me an idea. You know, a lot of these trailers that I order come out of Georgia or Indiana and stuff like that, but there's certain things that I have done to them that holds up on product, whether it's, you know, taller walls. Again, they're custom, so... It's hard to fill that custom order when product is short because they want to get those regular trailers out that they're slamming out and, and selling real fast. They want to get those out of the way. So. Mm-hmm. How big is your fleet then? How many vehicles do you have? So we have trailer? seven trucks. Um, we got a couple box trucks. We run, so again, Unique Movers is a little bit different. We're not that box truck kind of moving company. We're not that semi-type moving. We run custom trailers, enclosed trailers. We have flatbed trailers for, you know, we, we deliver tractors and vehicles and stuff like that bobcats whatever you need so we run custom trailers those are all enclosed just depending on the size of the job that's kind of which trailer i'll pick we you know we have our your your regular box trucks your moving trucks you know they're similar to like a u-haul truck just so you can get an idea Mm. but yeah you know i ran the trailers and the reason why i did that is i was going to buy a box truck about three years ago and one of my mentors had told me and i'm sure he'll listen to this podcast so he knows i'm talking about him but i told him i said i think i'm gonna buy a box truck and he goes i think you got a good idea, but you're on the right path. He goes, I would stick with what you're doing because you've kind of niched that and, and you're, you're kind of doing that. Now I'm not saying go out and buy a truck and a trailer and start a moving company because there's a lot more to it, right? But he made a very valid point. He says, well, I'll get you a box truck. I got this one right here. I says, well, let's buy it, order it, you know? And he goes, I just don't think that's you. And he goes, you know, remember you were telling me about you load up one night and then you hold it for the customer and wait for him to close. You know, so say you buy a house on Thursday and you got to be out Thursday because your new buyers are moving in Thursday, but you don't get the keys to your new house till Friday. Right. Well, technically you got to hold that. And their closing could be at two. He goes, so what are you going to do in the morning? Are you just going to wait around to unload it until two o'clock? I says, well, no, we're going to have other jobs. He goes, so are you going to take that box truck and, and just see what you can fit in there because it's full? Or are you going to drop that trailer, hook up to a new trailer that's empty, switch it out? So I took that and I'm like, I didn't want to tell him he was right. You know, because he just like, <laughs> But he was right. So we we did that, and, and that was pretty cool. Now he um, knows that he was right. If he's, You know, he made a valid point. Granted, we still do use our box trucks, and, and we do have a box truck coming, but those will stay local because if that box truck ever broke down, you have to think all of that person's stuff is in that truck. At least this way, if a truck goes down, I can drop the trailer, hook up the trailer, and still be delivered. It goes back to the name. 
unique movers. We're doing things differently. It's a new kind of way of moving. It's a new logistic. It's a new game changer. And with the trucks, the reason why I use the trucks is because I can get four guys in a pickup truck, theoretically, and that's what we do. Um, so we run four to five guys in a truck compared to a box truck. They make newer ones now. You can get more people in them. Um, you can run two guys, theoretically. So at least if I do the truck way, I can get four guys in there. So that's kind of how we figured it out. So walk me through a typical work day for you, because I'm assuming you're not constant. You're not the guy that's like moving everything. No, no, I was, uh, I used to be, and I still am. Even in my dress clothes, I'll pull up on a job site just to show the guys and girls I still got it, that I'm not just driving around doing podcasts. But, uh, (laughs) no, so, you know, a typical day is, you know, we got the office staff, Nicole, Crystal, myself, and then a couple of other leads. Um, we spread the jobs for the week, but we are so diverse. We may have three jobs. Like, for instance, you know, we have three jobs, say it was today. Our phone may ring all night. And in the morning, and we'll pick up three, four more jobs. We have our morning jobs, you know, eight o'clock, eight thirty is usually when we when we like to show up. The crews know the crew leads have their crew, so that's like a foreman, and they have their crew, and then they go and they knock that job out, and then they'll call us after that job. Hey, what's next? Because the day is never done, you know, whether it's a one man item or it's pick up this sofa and this king bed. I bought it off a of Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or Slumberland or wherever. Can you deliver it today? So it's boom, boom, boom. Or, hey, I need a hot tub disposed of. I'm closing on my house Friday and they just did the walkthrough and they said if we don't have this, they're not going to close. So it's like, all right, well, we'll be there in an hour or after our next crew is free. So a typical day is they show up at the shop. I get them rolling. They already know the night before what they'll be doing, but they don't know what's came in because that's when the office staff will, hey, we had this come in. Hey, we had this come in. Is this crew going to be around? I see a crew's going down to Minneapolis. Can they move this piano on their way back and then stop here and give an estimate. She's, you know, this lady or this this guy has gotten an estimate from moving companies, but he's heard a lot about us. He was referred to us. Can you stop by and give an estimate? So within less than 24 hours, one, we're having somebody at their door give an estimate. Two, we're moving their stuff in less than 24 hours. It's what we do. We're 24-7. We're emergency response as well. So you just don't get that type of customer relationship. You don't get that that satisfaction that drop the ball in. We're going to come and do it. It's got to, it's got to match up. You know, we can't just drop what we're doing to come move your one item, but nine times out of 10, we're going to make it happen. You know, our slogan is it's moving day. We make it happen and we stand behind that proud. I mean, cause that's what we do. And that's the whole thing is that Jimmy John's fast. I always love that freaky fast. That's us. But in the moving industry, you know, sometimes we bite off a little bit more than we can chew, but it's all right. Cause the customers really appreciate it at the end of the day. There's not a service out there that provides that freaky fast. So, you know, it's kind of roll the dice and see what happens. Does that ever bring you past like normal traditional working hours, like taking on some of those jobs? Or- Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's just got to make sense. You know, we can't come into a, a mansion at three o'clock and think we're going to be out by nine o'clock as much as I'd love to. But, you know, it just has to make logical sense. So that's that relationship that I have to establish with the customer. The crew leads have to establish with the customer. The girls in the office have to establish with the customers or anybody in the office at that sake. They got to establish that and just say, hey, you and I both know this isn't going to happen, but we're going to do our best to get as much done as we can and then kind of draw it from there. We've had people work well past the hour, right? The regular eight hours. We've had people work well past that, but we're unique. So that's all right. Everybody at Unique Movers understands that. We may have a day that 
some crews only get four hours and we may have a day where that other crew may have 14 hours. Granted, the next day is probably going to be a little bit easier for them. They're going to, you know, we're going to balance it out, but our job is to make sure that it's moving day. We make it happen. It happens more than none. A lot of people say that they are ready and they're not, but that's okay because that's what we do. We're a moving company. They're just going to be charged for it, mm-hmm. you know, because we bill everything hourly or by the job, just depending on what the situation is. It, it kind of brings up a memory in my head that I just thought there was a, a physical therapy rehabilitation center in St. Cloud. They had hired a moving crew a week or two before that. And the lady called me. I will never forget it. I was literally just leaving a meeting and I was about to walk into my other meeting and this number kept calling me. And I usually answer my phone. I do, but I was walking this meeting. I was already running behind, but she called me like four times in a row. I'm like, oh my gosh, this must be important. She had called me in a frantic and I'll never forget it. I literally stepped outside of the meeting. I, I introduced myself or she introduced herself who I was meeting. She said, well, right this way. I said, can you give me one second? And I was on the phone for 15 minutes. And she says, I just kicked our other movers off site. I says, well, what is going on? And she goes, well, we're in Sartell and we need to be out tomorrow by noon. She says, we're moving. And I think it was like 35 pieces of gym equipment, not just your bull flex, like legit gym stretching machines, rehabilitation center, right? It was like a physical therapy office. And I'm like, I will be there in 30 minutes. Don't move. I showed up. Oh, my guys were upset this day. It was freezing cold. And I'm like, hey, I tried to fluff the envelope on my guys. I said, it's not going to be that bad. We'll be able to back up to the door, right? She was in shambles. She couldn't believe it. We loaded up three trailers that night, right? I had everything out of there. We didn't leave that driveway until 930. I think there was nine of us eventually, but every crew that finished their day, they thought they were done. So the 3.30 crew that got done, they were on their way home from Minneapolis. Hey, come to Sartell. That five o'clock crew that got done. Hey, come to Sartell. Well, aren't we done? No, we picked up another one. It's important. So we came in there as a small army, knocked it out, got it done. She couldn't believe it. And we had everything out of there at 9.30 that night, delivered to her new location, Midtown Square. And ever since then, we've done a lot more work for them and we established that relationship. But that's how fast it came in. Thankfully, I was around the area because I didn't have any other leads around to go and give an estimate or see what we were getting into. So that's how fast things can happen. And that's how urgent I am to be there. Now, it doesn't happen every time, but I try to make it happen every time because one, the lady had to kick that other company off site. Not that they weren't prepared or whatever. These excuses may be. I don't know. It doesn't matter. We were able to save the day. It was moving day and we made it happen. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't believe it, which then opened up our book of business for the office next door. We moved the, the surgical unit where you get eye surgery done. They saw us there that day. You know, you guys came in as a small army and our one doctor said, you guys didn't leave till like 10 o'clock. I was like, I think it was like 9 o'clock, 9.30. She goes, well, whatever it was, we want to use you guys. And I'm like, awesome. So they seen that and they appreciated that. So they seen our trailers, our logos, whatever, this and that. But then they seen the small army moving this big exercise equipment or machinery of some sort. And it was heavy. It was heavy. It was a doozy. So it was kind of cool. You know, that's how fast things come in. Just sitting here, glancing over at my phone, I already have, I've been here for 15 minutes. I have six missed calls and four text messages. That's my personal. I think Nicole and Crystal and who's ever in the office, they deal with on average over 100 phone calls a day. And that is no exaggeration. I went to Verizon to switch it over. The guy couldn't even believe it. I said, this just was a regular cell phone, a personal cell phone. But then I started a company and I bit off way more than I can chew. He goes, I haven't seen numbers like this in forever. He goes, I don't even think call centers get this. 90% of them are real. They're, they're not... 
They're not spam calls. A lot of them are, are real leads. We don't, we don't really advertise. A lot of it is word of mouth. You know, we got our billboards and, you know, we do stuff like this, radio interviews, podcasts, over the phone, call-ins and stuff. But that's all usually done on my personal phone. But yeah, it's crazy. It is nuts. So the website is uniquemoversmn.com. Yep. Facebook is huge too. Okay. So that's facebook.com slash uniquemoversmn. Um, check that out if you can. Our website's pretty cool. We got some cool footage and visuals and stuff like that. So Cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I love your passion for what you do, and people can do this at 30 is kind of, I think, the message that you're sending out there is that you can start your own business whenever you want. 100%. And I think you're proof of that. So I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your, your busy schedule to come in and do this. Thank you. Thank you for having me.